everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Greetings everyone and good morning. Welcome back to the far off future of 1999. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. Today... Oh, God. This momentous day, <laughs> this momentous occasion. You are very ready. We've commenced part four of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, entitled Diamond is Unbreakable, with the episode Jodoro Kujo meets Josuke Hikashikata. The 75th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, the first episode of part four. This An episode. End of sentences. <laughs> it covers chapters 266 to chapter. 269 of the manga. That's a whole three chapters. Good God. We're through the looking glass here, people. This is amazing. This is incredible. This is like, we're out of part three. We're out. We got through it. I thought this would never happen, honestly. I thought we would peter out long before we got through that 40-something episodes long. I was ready. I was ready for this. Since day one, I've been ready for your favourite part. Well, maybe not day one, maybe like day three. But since day three, I've been ready for your favourite part. Whoa. It has not disappointed. Yet. Yet. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the one and only Jake Harker. Jake Harker. You ever see a name and you're like, man, that name could punch you in the face because it sounds like a protagonist of an action movie. It really does. And you're like, hey, I'm Jake Harker. I'm here to get the diamonds back. Could we just spin this into a giant action film? Yeah, we are. I'm Jake Harker. Literally pitching it right now to... Everyone Spielberg, who's sure. <laughs> the important thing when you say Jake Harker is you have to sort of speak with your neck muscles. Does that make sense? Jake Harker. Yeah, oh, wow. push your jaw forward. Jake Harker. Anyway, Jake, thanks for the support. Yeah, man, we love you. You're great. You're a good guy. Uh, yeah. He often talks to us on Twitter, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like, like a nice little correspondy. Yeah. Yeah. Good like a little, nice little good, action here. Good little chat with a mate on the tweets. What are you doing looking at the, looking at the Twitter account? Oh no, you just told me about it. I didn't look at it. Oh god. My I order. <laughs> Nick. Yes. I want to share with you mm -hmm. some words of wisdom <gasps> from our, our dear, dear friend, newly returned from the abyss. Oh my uh, god, yes. Hirohiko Araki. Oh! This my boy! Is from volume 29 of JJBA. Sure. The manga edition. <laughs> there is a lot of terrifying things in the world. Here is, bold text, Araki's best 10 of terror. <laughs> Go on. Ten. Death. Okay, we're starting strong. Yep. Nine. Those creatures that can hang on to your ceiling. Cockroaches, <laughs> etc. Wait, so just all of them? Yeah, all of them. Not even like... And no time for creatures who can hang on your ceiling. No time for specificity. All of them. Let's yep. move on. Then, then there's a question mark in parentheses at the end. <laughs> what? Eight. Imagination. Imagination is yeah. the terrifying thing? The eighth most terrifying thing. Yeah, alright, okay, sure. Seven. People you know. <laughs> Dark. Yep, yep, that's pretty terrifying. Yep. Six. You have bad luck. I hope my text, my voices are communicating the inverted commas that I'm doing. Yeah, the bad luck. Yeah. You have bad luck as a result of fate telling. What? Like fortune telling, I guess. Oh, okay, alright. Five. A hospital. Yeah, actually, no. Yeah, I agree. Four. Destroying natural environments. <laughs> when will it end, Liam? When will the reign of terror end? Three. A closed room. Like the one we find ourselves in right now, Nick. Oh, God. Are you terrified? Ooh. Where did that come from? Where did I come from? 
Beyond the closed room. Where Beyond is... the door that sealed us in here for as long as we can remember. I don't remember a time when the door wasn't No, I do shut. have that Dory disease. <laughs> <laughs> so really, very specifically for you, a closed room is a death sentence. Mm-hmm. And as we all know from number 10, death is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's almost as terrifying as a closed room. <laughs> <laughs> it's only seven off. Two. Strangers. More terrifying than people you know. Okay, sure. Yep. Finally, one. Oh, I was gonna do. A, I was gonna do a lead up to it, a bit of a ramp up. But he's written himself, and the number one thing that shines through is double ellipses, darkness. Ooh. Whoa. But what does he mean by darkness? So, what do you think? How is it different than yours? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, um, what's his name? Alfred Hitchcock being like, yeah. So this is how I make films. How do you make yours? Yeah. You're like, um, I don't know. Nick, what's your top ten of terror? Just quick off the top of the dome. Uh, number one, those giant centipede things that can crawl through walls. Terrifying. Uh, number two, rats and or mice. Number three, food that's gone off that you don't know has gone off Whoa. yet. Uh, number four, coffee. Number five, university. Number six, bad sound design and games. Uh, <laughs> number seven, fucking tissues. Number eight. Now you're just saying things you can see. <laughs> number eight, the internet. Uh, number nine is... A poorly formed sentence. And number 10, aka number one, <laughs> is... You know those, like, creepy stories that friends tell you? And they're like, yeah, that sounds completely unreal. And then at the end, they go, based on a true story. Whoa. And you go, oh my god, it was real. I've got along. chills, Nick. I know. Because it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm patenting those 10 things. Great, okay. Trademark. TM. Yep. <laughs> Proprietary Limited, Nick Limited. Yeah. We own coffee now. <laughs> yep. What's your 10 most terrifying Oh, okay. Things? Shit, we're doing this. Uh, I was worried you would turn it around on me. Um, number 10, poorly ordered lists. Number 9, um, g- 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 ghosts. Number uh, 8. Those meddling kids. Forgetting how to count. Number <laughs> number 7. Uh, you know when you go into a, um, a room and you make a big sandwich? Like... A hundred layers tall, and then you turn around, and your dog, who is also there with you, is making his own big sandwich, and then you see a ghost, and your dog jumps into your arm. I know this all too well. Yeah. We've all been there. (laughs) There's got to be a better way. Number seven. Um, failure. (laughs) Number six. (laughs) Um, audio peaking. Number five. Uh, the cold void of space. Number... Four, uh, aquatic creatures. Number three, uh... The ocean? Yeah, the ocean. Number two, um... Creatures that bite you and turn you into them. Number two. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the Prisoner starring Patrick McGowan. Number one. <laughs> death. <laughs> okay, hang on a minute. That was number ten on that. I, f- I feel like you're copping out here. <laughs> okay, um, my new number one is... The Cold Grass. Uh, it circles death. back to number ten. Ooh. And then you can't escape. Oh, so it's like an endless loop. Yeah. Or as soon as you hear it. It's like the final episode of, I'm gonna say, Mighty Max, where they wanted to come up with an excuse for reruns. So at the end of the, um, at the end of the last episode, everyone is sent back in time to the time of the first episode and loses their memories of it. And they're like, maybe we'll get it on the next loop. Oh, that reminds me. Massive spoiler alert for The Dark Tower by Stephen King. Apparently, at the end of that, the, like... Walker guy who's hunting down this like the gunslinger the gunslinger who's like hunting down this robed guy Idris Elba is that the robed guy no the gunslinger yeah in the movie yeah which I've heard is very bad yeah apparently it's meant to lead into a tv show which is one but also this series gets really bad from what I've heard (laughs) shit but but go on um 
What was that? Yeah, so at the end of the Dark Tower in the books, after like this weird metaphysical mm, I've read thing, this Wikipedia page, I know where you're going with yeah, this. Where Stephen King introduces himself and then just goes away. That's what I was and... talking about when I said it gets really yeah. bad. Like, at the end of it, apparently the Dark Tower is a time-travelling portal thing that leads the gunslinger back to the start of the first book. But now he has the horn, which I don't know what does. I think it's like, just... A thing that's like... And I believe, I haven't seen the movie, and I don't know the significance of the horn, Mm. but I believe in the movie, he starts with the horn. So it's like, oh, it's the next loop. Interesting. Nick, we're not here to talk about The Dark Tower. Fuck no, Which which we don't know what is entirely. Um, I'm keen to read it, but also, no! We're here to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. (gasps) Can I just say, I'm already on board with Mm. this part. What do you think of the name? What, Diamond is Unbreakable? Yeah. Um, I don't know what to think yet because I don't know what to think of any mm. of the other parts. Well, there's a clear through line with our protagonist Stan's name, um, Crazy Diamond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Shine on, you Crazy so Diamond. So it speaks to, like, his toughness and his his endurability. However, at the same time, as we saw in this episode, is he that tough? <laughs> is he? <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. So, we open. Morio. Morio Cho. I... Mario it's well Cho. established. I don't speak Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the suffix Cho might signify town or something. Sure. Because they say Mario Cho in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it, I think when I read the manga of this part, they just called it Mario. Okay. And also uh, in the Yakuza series, the main like red light district you spend time in is Kamurocho. That's a strange example to use, but okay. Well, it's what it is. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, so that's 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 my linguistic guess on that. So it's like Mario the town. Yeah. Okay. And I'm assuming there's like other words that are like the city and the village and stuff like that. Could be. I don't know. Okay. All right. We open. It's morning. It's 1999. The grim cyberpunk future. I believe this part was written in the early 90s. I'm just going to fact check myself on that. Can I do a terrible impression of the first line that we hear? You absolutely can. Mario Cho Radio. Good morning. Oh, hi, Ogazaimas. I'm Kai Harada. I'm some radio guy. Do we ever see him? Don't believe so. Oh, Spoilies. That's a shame. That's a damn shame. I'd love to meet him and then be like, hey, so guys, guess what? My radio station is haunted. By a star. And then I'm making a big sandwich and I get spooked. Oh, man. That'd be great. Fun fact. Last year, they made a live-action movie of this part. Or at least the first bit of it. Oh, I saw that! Well, I didn't... Well, I mean, I didn't see the thing, but Paddy linked me a thing that was like, did you know there's a live-action movie of JoJo's? I was like, is there? Hey, Nick, while I'm looking this up, just to vamp for a bit, uh-huh. um, in the Something Awful Jump JoJo's Bizarre Adventure thread, they were playing a game recently where they, they looked up what chapter was released closest to their birthday. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, I was born the day after the Polar F Vanilla Ice Cliffhanger was released. Hey! Yeah. I wonder what mine would be. So this was released, this first chapter of, jo- of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part four, Diamond is Unbreakable, wow, 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 was released wow. Yep. May 4th, 1992. Wow. So he's like seven years in the future. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And they do some, they do some cool things with that, um, which we'll see later in the part. Like for example, at one point there's a- um, Flying car. What in the manga was a, a Super NES, a Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. Uh, which they have modernised to the then to the 1999 era uh, Nintendo 64 for the anime. Huh, that's cool. Mm. 
So they've retroactively gone back in the anime to fix the things from the manga. Not that fix. Or like change yeah. some of the things. So it's like, see, it is 1999. Yeah. That's interesting. So while the anime isn't so much a sci-fi the manga was, where it's like, I think this is what 1999 is going to look like. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Never mind. Jodoro Kujo meets Josuke Hikashikata. Episode one. Mari, 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 Mari. Radio. Yep. God, I need to figure out how to sing. So Kai Harada's like... talking. He's like, hi, I'm Kai Harada. I'm here in this town telling you about the day. We get a pan as it comes down from a school or like a town hall or something onto like a house nearby or something like that. Sure. I don't know. I don't know the There's layout. There's an idyllic town. suburban house. Mm. Oh man, it's so suburban. Someone's making a lovely breakfast. There's some uh, some fried eggs, some bakey, oh, some man. some OJ, some toast. Oh, it's so wholesome. Not this gonna is lie, just gonna be such a good time. I'm not gonna lie, I'm really hungry. <laughs> and then, we but then zoom back a bit. There, there are dark secrets behind those white picket fences because as the meal is prepared and cooked and left on the table, there's a there's a hand we've seen cooking during this. Mm. A, a woman's hand. It, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and which which rests. Lazily, casually, elegantly on the table. Daintily. Camera pulls back a slight bit to reveal. <gasps> what? No. No wrist attached to that hand. There's no body that that hand belongs to. The hand to. is bleeding human blood. We can barely make out through the censorship. <laughs> <laughs> Something bad is happening. The blood falls off the table down into a black void and ripples through a dark red sea. What could it mean? Jojo's bizarre adventure flashes across the screen. Whoa! I'm in. I'm. I'm in. This scene was actually added for the um the anime. Oh, it was not in the manga. Okay. I, th- I thought. Yeah. I don't know if you could have told that. I don't think it would have translated particularly well in the uh in the manga. Just yeah. how I would am envisioning it. Mm. Um, it was a uh, apparently so. So I read this morning while uh, <laughs> browsing the JoJoPedia page. Mm. Apparently, twas at the request of a man, Hirohiko Araki, mm. sort of foreshadow. I guess. Just to break you into, like, the mood and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. To, to uh, I guess, more directly imply there's something dark and sinister on the horizon. Which we'll get more on that later. Behind the white, innocent yolk of the egg lies the yellow, not-so-mundane... Cut to a taxi. It's driving down a green road over the words part four. The sky is yellow-green. It's very old-school... Rose-tinted goggles kind of thing. I'm pretty sure the sky is like a yellow colour for the whole show. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I have to say, the visual look of... Oh, I'll get to it later yeah, again. Sure. But the visual look of this bit so far... Holy it's shit. A, it's a notably different art style. It's so good. Mm. It's so good for so many reasons. So, there's a taxi driver. There's a taxi man. He's talking. He's doing his taxi job. He's like, oh, sorry. The radio reception is always really good when we go past that, that, t- that telephone tower there. And then he's like, so, where, where are you Foreshadowing, going? Foreshadowing, question mark. Haunted radio tower. <laughs> Morio Cho radio. Kai Harada conspiracy. Dio. Dio Kai Harada. <laughs> so he's talking to someone and we don't see their face. There's no way we can tell who this is. He's wearing a white jacket. A dazzlingly white jacket. And big, like, big cap that blends into his hair. Who could this be? And on the top of it, it just says Joe. Joe. And like there's a heart. Yeah. It's a different hat from last time. Because it's immediately apparent to everyone watching, despite the shadowy, sinister face that we are looking at now 28-ish years old. Yep. Jotaro Kujo. Kujo. My boy, my man, 
my fucking pumped up Jack. When we saw the episode preview image on Crunchyroll, you were quite taken aback by how much he's slimmed down. Yeah, he's, instead of... Despite my explicit briefing on this subject, <laughs> I was like, whoa, is is that Jotaro? And you were like, yes, that's, that's Jotaro. I was like, but he doesn't, he's not Sylvester Stallone. So he's wearing a coat with a similar cut to his part... His school uniform, yeah, basically. <laughs> Except it's not his school uniform no. anymore. He's um, got it's, like it's a, white now. It's very white. symbolizing the wisdom of age or something. <laughs> the innocence of yeah. misspent youth. Uh, beneath that coat, neath that coat, popped. Collar. Hey, babe, what neath that coat? Yeah. Uh, that's weird. Okay, <laughs> I cut that. <laughs> um, popped collar, sort of lime green shirt. Yeah. On top of which is a is a purple um, sweater, sweater, possibly sweater vest. Hard to tell under the coat. Now I think I know why it's purple. Why is it purple? Because later on, the other people that are in the Joe Star kind of family all have purple things. Ah. So like, I never thought about that. So like, Tomoko has purple hair. You learned her name. I'm so you proud going? of you. I love Tomoko. Yeah, that is her name, right? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking it was either Tomoko or Tamako. And I was like, it can't be tomato. You say tomoko, I say tomoko. <laughs> um, yeah, Tomoko has purple hair. Also, Josuke has purple hair, but he also wears purple clothing. Yeah. So it's like the duality of his home life and his work That's life. That's fun. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Yep. I was going to tell you a fun fact about... Oh, I, the sweater. I, I flagged that sweater when we were looking at the preview image and I said, I'll tell you about this in the podcast. Yes. I believe that this sweater, it could be an outfit, a similar one he wears later, but I believe it is this one. Um, fashion facts with Liam S. Smith. Fashion facts, transition from manga to anime facts. Um, I'm going to see if I can pull up an image of it to show you, actually. Yeah. When it was coming out, the sweater was emblazoned with a... Um, when the manga was coming out, hmm. this outfit. Um, I just realised we probably want to sit closer to the mic. We sure do. Um, do we want to pump the gain a little bit? Or? No, no, it's more that if you get closer, that just sounds better. Sure, we've, uh, we've adjusted our recording setup a bit recently. It's good and shit. we're adjusting. Yeah. No one will ever hear that. You don't know Ooh. You don't control me. <laughs> so this is manga from 1993 versus Two. anime... F 1992 versus anime from 2017 or 16? So look, uh, this is his outfit. Um, Ooh. Slightly different, as you can see. The belts are Includes black leather bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Is this part... I believe this is the part four. It looks like part four. It could be... From, a, it could be a later outfit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, the outfit um, has emblazoned, intersecting on it, a series of noughts and crosses that um, could or could not, looking at them closely, I always had interpreted them as this, but looking at it closely, they're actually a bit apart, could be interpreted as, like, the Venus female symbol. Yeah. So when this was coming out, a bunch of, like, idiot Reddit reprobates were like, ugh, social justice warriors ruining Jodoro's bizarre adventure because we can't have the female symbol on Jodoro's <laughs> thing. What? Yeah, it was so stupid. What? I don't understand. They're pluses and O's. Yeah, or and also, who cares if it was that simple? Yeah. No, literally no one would ever care about that. <laughs> um, obviously, the reason why this, this pattern would have been removed, because it's much more complicated to animate something yeah. like that. You can just have lines as stitching instead. Yeah. That's great, though. That's my fun fact. Yeah. And Man Star Platinum was in that photo, too. You see him? Remember what? him? Oh, was he? Yep. Oh, damn. Anyway. So... He's driving, he's in the taxi. The guy's like, hey, yeah, welcome to Mario. Yeah, we got a we got great uh, beef tongue cooked in miso here. That, again, I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> that sounds delicious. And Jotaro's like, hmm, yes, interesting. I don't care. Um, <laughs> are there any strange incidents in this town? Uh, I don't remember any strange incidents, man. Not that I know of. <laughs> 
Pan to the Sky, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And part four, written on the fucking road. Mm. Oh, we, we already did that. Did we? Yeah. Oh, I already said that. I said that, Nick. Why don't you ever listen to me? <sighs> it's so hard to listen. And he's like, just drop me in front of the station. I'll take it from here. I'm Jodoro Kujo. I'm here to perform nebulous goals. I'm here for reasons that you don't know yet, but let's be honest, you'll know. And he's looking at photos he, that he gets out of his coat pocket. And he's like, yuri yuri. I hope nothing happens while I'm here. Shock horror. Yeah. Things anyway, are going to happen. So then we meet this guy. We meet this kid. This kid. This kid. He's a, he's a little kid. Is it Hoichi? Koichi. 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 K-O-I-C-H-I. Koichi. I think it's Koichi because yeah. it's Ko-ichi. two distinct characters. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Koichi or I think Koi- I believe so. I believe so. Okay. Because um, something that, that irked me in the subtitling in a later episode is someone's calling him Kochan. Uh, but they just they just called it in the subtitle. They were just calling him Ko, which just mm. doesn't have enough syllables to be a good nickname. <laughs> hey, Ko. I don't care about not including honorifics or anything, but just like append something like I don't know, Koi or something. <laughs> just give me a second syllable. That's what I need. <laughs> you hate one syllable names. Yeah. <laughs> You're very Sam. Angry. I'm coming for you, Nick. You're very against syllable. I just didn't like it the way that it was just like, like what it was. Just one sound that ended in a vowel. Yeah. It irks me. Yeah, no. Man, you'd hate the Japanese language. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so he's driving along in no, this taxi. No, not driving. Well, he's, he's walking. Being driven. He's going to school. Koichi. Oh, wait. Koichi is. Yeah. yeah. So Koichi's walking, you know, strutting, using his waltz. He's like, it's April 1999. I'm a kid. I'm a, I'm a small boy. I want to be a big boy. I'm Legit, here. this is what's happening. I, I met two bizarre men on my first day of school. This isn't the, this is the start of a of a terrifying, dangerous story, but not the one you might think. I just love the fact that he's like, "Hey, my name is Koichi. You don't have to remember that, though." Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, something that I haven't done any research into this week, which this just reminded me of, is mm. there's a very infamous, badly translated version of this manga that I'm going to try to pull some good quotes from okay. over the next over the coming months. Um, it's referred to as the the Duwang translation, D U W A N G, um, because it's got a long tortured history, uh, but for a long time it was the only available translation of part four available. I see. I, I believe it was done by a guy who was translating it from the Chinese release to English to practice his English. I see. Something like that. That may not be the exact details. Don't so, hate me. Um, so it's still translated, but it's sort of... But it's just not quite right. Like a yeah. lot... It's... It's like from Japan to English. You can get the story than... from it, but there's a lot of weird turns of phrases. Yeah. A lot of... Grammar that doesn't quite make sense. Um, this part just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> and it's so called the Duwang thing because um, the one thing that doesn't translate at all is that it's using Chinese readings of the Japanese characters for names. Okay. And apparently the characters in Morio are read as Duwang in Japan. Duwang, Duwang. I don't care about the pronunciation. I'm never going to say this outside of this podcast because I will never talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure ever again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I. I this, this here first this is the last episode no (laughs) i think he is i think you're gonna keep talking about it until you die um literally on your deathbed you'll be like son come closer i need you to make an anime about jojo's again (gasps) when's part five coming (laughs) (laughs) oh no Uh, actually i'll see if i can pull that quote now the the koichi introducing himself quote okay my nam is parentheses you don't need to remember Guanglai Kangi, age 15. The past month to me is only graduation tests. The entrance into high school brings really exciting and worrying days. Till I met these two very special guys. What? 
I mean, it works. Yeah, so it's... But it's very on. The, my nam is, parentheses, you don't need to remember, is sort of typical of the sort of stuff you end up with. Is that a meme? Is that my yeah, nam? Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I'll, um, depending on how much time I have to re- read the whole Duang chapters <laughs> before episodes, I'll see if I can pull some quotes. Sure. So anyway, he's walking along. He's walking he's like, along. He's like, I met two guys. I'm going to meet one of them now. Bump. So he bumps into a very tall, 190 centimetre tall gentleman. He falls. He's falling. All his books are flying out of his bag. Uh, and then suddenly, oh, I'm he's not standing falling. upright and his books are in his bag. Oh, I thought I was falling. That's odd. Wow, this guy's 190 centimetres tall. I can tell that by looking at him. I just We're back to the very specific <laughs> statistics yeah. that I'm very invested in. He's like, hey, do you know the uh, Higashikata family? It's like, uh, no, unfortunately, oh, I do, do not. Do you know how I get to this address? Uh, I think you go that way. Yeah, take that bus. Take the number three bus, that'll get you there. Narrator, narrator Koichi cuts in. I met this guy. He's Jotaro Kujo. He's 28 years old. He's a marine biologist. Okay, now, you mocked me for this. But I was saying, oh yeah, he's gone in the same footsteps as like Jonathan Joestar. And I continue to mock you because marine biology and archaeology are very different fields. But they're both sort of academic. Both academic (laughs) lines, you know? Yeah, sure. Like they both involve studying things, potentially animals in the earth, but it's. I think you're thinking of paleontology, Nick. Yeah, I am. Uh, But it's sort of like they're both academics, you know? Like, Joseph was a real estate agent and Joseph. I think it's a reach, but I'll let you have this. Yeah, Jodoro is now a. a Jonathan Joestar of the modern era. You know, he's a big buffman who likes looking Could at... Could be my next RPG character name. <laughs> big buffman. FBI. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a... Fun fact, I didn't point this out at the time because I didn't want to give you spoilies. Mm. But uh, you remember Anubis when Polnareff goes and gets his hair cut? Um, yes. And then, like, the, the, bar- the barber shop. Yeah, and the barber gets the sword and it's like, oh, I'm gonna kill you now. Yeah. And Jodoro comes along and he's reading a magazine in the background. Hmm. Sea Life magazine. Got a big picture of a dolphin on the front. Ah, there you go. Mm. Did not notice. Interesting. Fun. How foreboding. <laughs> How ominous. <laughs> An omen of things to come. Oh, no, marine biology. Joseph's like, I'll disown anyone who goes into the aquatic sciences. <laughs> So he's there being That's like, my Joseph. That's your Joseph. He sounds like Mr. Big Head from Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> so he's there being like, hey kid, thanks. I'm off then. Yep. See ya. Cut across the, the town square. Oh, one Oh, he bumps thing. into some bullies and the bullies like, get out of the way, pipsqueak. We're bullies. Hey, you guys are punks. And he's like, I... yes, I'm sorry, senpai. Yeah, he's very apologetic. He does that bow. He does that. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, everyone's wearing like those Japanese school uniforms too. Like... How it's like the black ones with like the high collars. Yeah, the ones that you see in like Persona. Chromati High. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that there's a turtle. Well, yes. Uh, he bumps into these guys hmm. and then. Oh, wait. They wander off and then they're like, just don't give them any reason to pick on you, Koichi, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Cut to the guy they're picking on right now who is crowded around by them. But, so you can't really see him. Mm. But they're like, hey man, what's with all these gaudy clothes you're wearing on your school uniform? He's crouched by the, um, the fountain. fountain and he's like, oh, hey, 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 I'm, I'm really timid. I'm just here. Uh, I'm doing my thing. Uh, I'm, I heard the turtle would come out of hibernation and I'm afraid of turtles. So I was going to touch it to face my fears. I... I'm really, I'm really on a real self-improvement kick recently. Yeah. So this guy is very obviously... Oh, we didn't describe Koichi. We'll circle back to that. But yeah. so this guy... He's very obviously a protagonist. Yep. He's very obviously uh, some the... sort of 
He seems like some sort of reluctant hero right now. Yeah, he's I, I wouldn't of... say that's an accurate picture of him. That's. Him. I was going to say, he seems like the kind of guy who he just doesn't want to get beaten up. <laughs> and he's he's not a very, like, outgoing kind of guy. Like, Josuke is there being cool, and he's like, I'm not... I thought we were cool. talking about Josuke. Oh, you meant Jotaro. I mean, Jotaro, yeah. Jotaro is, like, a very cool... Oh, sidebar, there was a dude. great shot when those bullies were hassling um, Koichi. Yeah. Where Josuke was just standing with his back to them, um, hands in pockets with his coat fluttering out behind oh, yeah. him, just not paying any attention, just be standing there being super extra. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, so this guy... Yes, this, this guy, this, this Josuke. Dude. Yeah, uh, he's got a big, he's got a big pomp, a big pomp hair. Classic symbol of an eighties delinquent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is sorry, a Japanese delinquent. There we go. He is very fashionable. Yes, he's wearing he's wearing what I would describe as a heavily modified <laughs> school uniform, much like a certain JoJo you might know. Huh. So for one thing, it's purple, not the dark green black that all the other ones mm. have it as. It's got a big heart-shaped hole in the middle with a um a yellow shirt underneath. Yes, and it's very blinged out. Yeah, it's got like a gold heart on it uh, on his collar. He has an, a gold a gold anchor. Uh, uh, what else has he got? He's got a peace symbol somewhere, I think. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think opposite the heart. Oh, there's just so much going he's on. Just, he's got a lot. He's got a lot put into his aesthetic. He's got little red little uh, bead earrings in. Mm. He's very clearly going for it. Yeah, and they're like, hey man, you can't wear that school uniform like that because it's too gaudy and you didn't ask us, your senpai's permission. And he's like, oh, oh I'm so sorry. I'm so, I, uh, I'll, I'll do whatever you say, sir. It's like, yeah, and while we're at it, get rid of that stupid yeah. hair. Well, th- it goes on for a bit longer first oh. because um, they're all like, yeah, take it off and give us your wallet too. And he's like, yes, yes, of course, yes. And it's like, I'm very sorry. The hospital's full of people who didn't know and were very sorry to me. They're going to end up like this turtle. Picks up turtle. Throws the turtle against the floor, cracking its shell and making it bleed. Who does that? Uh, When I saw that, I felt more sad than when the dog got kicked. Iggy? No, no, no. Like the the first dog. Oh, Danny. Danny. When Danny got kicked by Dio, I was like, oh man, that's so bad. When the turtle got thrown away, I was like... It's a fucking turtle. It does no harm you, to anyone. It lives fucking, in the pond in the middle of the town. You fucking monster. Like, what What even is this? So he starts taking off his jacket and it's like, oh, I've got to comply. They're my senpais. I'm so timid. And then he's like, yeah. And while you're at it, get rid of that dumb hair. I believe he called it that dumb Astro Boy hair. Oh, it's so good. And then and he's like, everything he, he, changes. His whole posture changes. He becomes rigid and he, um, he does that... That like 80, that Japanese, I don't know why I keep saying 80s when I mean to say Japanese. That's a weird, that's a weird mental link. I feel link. like part three of JoJo's didn't really end for you, Liam. <laughs> May have broken my brain. Um, <laughs> he does that Japanese delinquent, like uh, low shoulders stand up. Yeah. You know the one? Where he kind of emerges you're sort of like lean, a phoenix. You're sort of leaning forward, but raising your knees. He's like, how hey, dare you? You say you're talking shit about my hair, mate. This, this is my new voice now. I was all timid and quiet before, but now I'm like this, mate. I'm gonna. Now I'm from gonna Ogre s- Alley. Gonna smash you. <laughs> gonna smash your neck. I don't, I don't like. I don't like this characterization <laughs> that I've given <laughs> Joe jo- jo- as a weird like soft talker. No, he's sort of like, hey, punk, hey, shut the fuck up. My hair is good. Yeah, I love it. It's anyway, a good hairdo. I'm gonna summon my psychic powers and punch you in the face with them now. Josuke... Big pink arm comes out of his aura. Yeah, he summons, like, a kind of star platinum looking, but a like, lot smaller. Yeah, like how... Um, tone back well. when... <laughs> sure. Back when um, star platinum caught that bullet or and stole that policeman's gun. Mm. Um, 
you know, just just the arm comes out. Yep. Punches this guy in the face. And the guy, guy starts goes flying. flying. Teeth come out. Yep. Jono's like, oh my god. It's, it's El, stand. El Standaroo. Oh, because he said his name earlier. Oh, yeah, there was a whole thing we skipped over where the guy said his name and J- oh, Jodoro yeah. had been nearby being like, he's so timid, it's pathetic. He says his name's Josuke Hikishikata and Jodoro's like, <gasps> that's what? Josuke? He doesn't seem like he's got enough bombast to be a, a Jojo. And they're, then they're reading his his wallet or whatever, his ID, mm. and it's like, Josuke Hikishikata, huh? We're going to call you Jojo from now on. Sidebar, no one ever calls him Jojo again. Um, so I think you were describing it as the kanji that they use. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a a Japanese misreading character thing. It's a real reach to call him Jojo this time. Right, okay. um, at least from, an, at least, no at least from an, an, an English reader's point of view. Yeah. Um, wherein apparently the ske in Josuke, that character can also be read as Jo. Right. So I see. Like, Jojo, huh? Yeah, that's what we're going to call you. We're, we're, we're certainly going to be recurring characters or show up a lot. Look at all our charisma and our well-drawn faces with well-defined facial features. God, Speaking of which... Flicking around this episode, aren't <laughs> That we? guy goes flying. Josuke's all like, I'm going to pick... Just casually, like, no thing. Picks up the turtle. Turtle's fine now. Puts it back in the, uh, yeah, in the pond. Yeah, very odd. It's almost as though the wounds never existed in the first place. Whoa, I mean, it's not quite like that. But, no, not quite. Um, but, and then... The guy, he's like, oh, my facial wounds from when you punched me are also healing, but not quite right. Now my nose is all flat and broad. And Jodoro's all like, huh, huh. stands. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we were really in sync on that. Well, we got through all of part three with Jodoro. We kind of know what he's going to say yeah. now. Um, we know him better than he does. And he's, he's standing over that guy shouting and be like, stop making fun of my hair. I had to touch that hurt that turtle because of you. What are you going to do about that? I'm really scared of turtles and now I've touched it and I'm not over my fear. Shut up. You're yeah. the weak one. Yeah. Mm. Those guys run off. They're, they're, they're like, never seen of again. Yeah. They're just like, what the fuck? My face is weird now. And there's a, there's a moment I really like here where... Sort of, Jodoro starts approaching Josuke and enters like his aggro range and he becomes aware of him. And both of their faces are sort of like semi-transparently superimposed over the wide shot. And then like there's a moment as like game recognises game. Um, And then suddenly the tension is broken because the turtle back in the pond makes like a splashing noise. And Josuke is like, I'm really scared of turtles. (laughs) That's so cute. I love that. He's very different to any of the Joes we've encountered mm. so far. Because, like, even Joseph, playful as he may be, wasn't really a scaredy cat. No. Yeah. Though he did, um, you know, he had his moments of performative cowardice. That's true. Where he's like, ah. But it seems more sincere. Yeah. Like, sincere vulnerability that we don't really see with other Jojos. Josuke is In like, this moment with Josuke. He's very innocent and naive. Mm. Yeah. I would say that's an accurate... Um, he lives in a small town. Grew up without a dad, I assume. Well, speaking of which, Jotaro walks up and is like... Hey, you're Josuke Higashikata from 1983. And, um... That's when you were born. <laughs> and Josuke's That's how you like, talk to people, right? So I walk up to you and say, hey, you're Nick Ballantyne from 1991, right? Yeah, that's an accurate descriptor of me. I'm glad that you're fully aware of my life. <laughs> Josuke, your mum's name's Tomoko. <gasps> how did you know? She was in college when you were born. Then, when you were four, you had a fever for 50 days, like a certain mum I'm aware of. Um, huh. huh. That's, that is a true fact about me. Looking up at him, going like, what the hell is this 190 centimetre man And your father's saying? name is, cut to his internal monologue, good grief, I hate, I hate this. For a brief second I was like, is it him? Is he the one? Your father's he- name is... Me. <laughs> it's like, oh no. But it's not him. Your father's name is... Joseph Joestar, a 78 year old man. 
the founder of Joestar Realty, Koichi, who is also there, is like, I've heard of that. <laughs> so, okay, on the one hand, right, this great revelation made me go, oh my god, it was Joseph. On the other hand, it made me go, oh my god. Yeah. It was Joseph? Jotaro keeps talking and he, he talks about how... It's kind of disgusting that... Yeah, um, Susie Q's furious with him for understandable reasons. He mm. was 62 when he, um, he slept met, with a... When he met Tomoko and fathered Josuke. Yeah. In an affair. Mm. Which is... Uh, uh. So Tomoko would have been quite young there, because I believe she's younger than Holly, which makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in college. Yeah. So she would have been hella young. Like, four. Not that young. Okay, but, no, not four. But that's really skeezy on Joseph's part, I think. No, it is. It very much is. So Jotaro's in town because... Being a 78-year-old man, Joseph's getting on in years. They're starting to look into his will and stuff. And while they were doing that, they found out about Josuke. It's like, well, better go do something about that. Better meet this nephew of mine that I have, apparently. Not right. Isn't it? No, Jotaro is... Jotaro is Josuke's, Josuke's nephew. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Despite being 10-ish years older than him. So that means that... Which Josuke... happens. So Josuke is Jotaro's uncle. Yes. Wow. Uncle Josuke. Uncle Josuke. Uncle Joey. This is literally the like worst nightmare that you have where you're like, yep, it's number one on my list of fears. <laughs> number one, having an uncle that's t- like 10 years younger than you. It's like, hey boy, guess what? I'm more experienced than you, but you're the old one. Stop touching but, that. Oh, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Can you actually, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> Nick was touching the sound barrier and it's easier for me to explain this than get him to, than... Cut all that other stuff. <laughs> but it's so squishy. Anyway. Um, yeah, so basically, Josuke is Jotaro's uncle. Yeah. And he's like, come on, Josuke, let's walk and talk. They walk and talk. They're on a bridge now. And they have a cool 90 sound Koichi effect. Koichi is also still there. Yeah. They have a 90 sound effect that's like... Yeah, it's like, like, like um, a fast-forwardy turntable thing. Yeah. Very samurai champloo. Yeah. Mm. Very old school. Old school rock. Susie Q's furious. Uh, Josuke's like, I'm so sorry for existing. <laughs> and Jotaro immediately is like, don't apologize. Yeah, you need to like have more confidence in yourself, man. You're a Joestar, bro. Like, yeah. why are you so timid? Why didn't you? I thought I thought you were going to punch me. I was ready. But instead you just apologize. Yeah. Weird. Wh- what the hell? Some girls run up. And they're all like, oh my God. Jotaro's ancient enemy. High school girls. <laughs> I'm sick of women. I hate them all. Get I just want to go play with my sea creatures. I just want to go play with jellyfish. They're transparent. My favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking it up. all adds up. The sea is actually secretly transparent, mm. which is why I love it so much. Anyway, I don't think that's a secret. Um, <laughs> um, some girls run up and they're like, Josuke, you're so cool. Your, your sense of style is so unique. Let's go to school together. And Josuke's Josuke, all like, come I on. am cool, aren't I? I, I have cool, cool hair. Yeah, got, cool, got this cool hair. Got, got these earrings, which probably aren't part of the uniform code, but clearly I'm breaking that in a whole bunch of other ways too. And Jodo immediately goes, hey, stop talking about his dumb hair and fuck off. Josuke, I'm not done with you. Run these girls off. And Josuke's all like, excuse me, what? <gasps> and all the girls are like, he didn't. No. Oh my God. You don't just mess with the Josuke. Josuke hates people talking smack about his hair. Josuke starts glowing with purple energy. And Josuke's all like, how dare you? And Jotaro's like, no, I wasn't, I I wasn't insulting your hair. I said stupid talk about your hair. You're not talking about your stupid hair. How dare you? He's not listening. He's, he, 
He summons his stand in all its glory for the first time. My hair is beautiful. Crazy Diamond comes out. So Crazy Diamond is sort of like pink, star platinum, slightly more toned, less buff, and... He looks doesn't look yeah. dissimilar from the world, really. Yeah. He's, He's got like a similar heart-shaped motif in its... Um... It's on his chin. Mm. And also all over it. Like yeah. the shape of its head and yeah. like on its knees, I'm pretty sure, too. I wonder if that means something. Hearts. Hearts are important. But like hearts is in like, oh, well, I guess it's just been an This is around choice. the time Araki became interested in hearts as a Yeah, motif. that's the thing, <laughs> is that it could literally just be, I just wanted to draw some Well, hearts. it's also like an important signifier of Josuke's character, as we'll come yeah. to learn. Yeah. Um, I was thinking maybe it could be like, because he's so nice, yeah, he's got many he's, hearts. He's a, he's a, Tomoko talks later in the episode about like, how deep down he has a good heart. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it could literally just be, I wanted to draw some hearts, so mm-hmm. I started drawing hearts. Obviously, this is a recurring theme in stand design, but it looks strikingly sort of biomechanical. Yeah, it does. Mm. Yeah, it's sort of got some metallic plating on it. It's got... It's got like, with, like, very obvious, like, muscle fibre around. Yeah. S- steel rods but is what it reminds me of. Yeah, it's not like a helmet or anything. It's, like, weird semi-organic stuff. Yeah. Which is very odd. It took me a while to get used to it, but now that I have, I really like it. Well, it is your favourite part, after all, mm. so... Yeah. So you keep telling me. Well, you know. So I've got the um, Jojo Vele commentary for Crazy Ooh. Diamond here, as we learn it's called in the um, ad break I catch this episode. Mm-hmm. Though, for uh, copyright reasons, it's translated as Shining Diamond. Shine on, you Crazy Diamond. Which is still fine, but I, I like I like the way he says Crazy Diamond. Mm. It's good. Yeah. It's tasty. I still haven't heard it yet, but nope. it's tasty. No one said its name yet. Um, <laughs> a stand that has the ultimate kindness. Star Platinum is kind of blackish, so I gave this one a contrasting colour scheme. It heals when it punches. Ultimate kindness? Ultimate kindness. Mm. It can also just fix things. As oh, well okay. Alright. Um, Josuke has an out-of-date appearance, but he keeps it that way on purpose. Huh. Huh. I guess that makes sense. Yep. Very baggy. Very odd. The pompadour. The pompadour. Yeah, that's true. Very 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the bad boy. Jotaro's still the bad boy. Jotaro is the fucking bad boy, but... The bad man. Like that shirt Vegeta wears. (laughs) Hey, what are you? Bad Saiyan. Alright. Yeah, so... They fight. Uh, Star Platinum comes out. Fight is a strong Um, term. Star Platinum... Sorry, uh, Crazy Diamond comes out and, like, he's gonna do another big punch. Because anger hair. Yeah. Um, And Star Platinum just comes out and, like, socks him in the chest. Such such that Jotaro... This is gonna get confusing. Such that Josuke coughs up blood. And uh, Josuke's all like, how dare you? My hair is amazing. I get really angry when people talk about my hair. I just can't control it. Coming at you again. So Jodoro's all like, I better block. Because punch, fa- punch, punch flurry. Um, this is surprisingly powerful for a stand. Crazy Diamond does his shout, which is the, the, equiv- the equivalent of... Uh, aura Aura. Yep. yep. Star Platinum's Aura Aura. He shouts uh, Dora Ra 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 Ra. <laughs> oh man. It's not even Dora Dora. It's yep. Dora Ra Ra. Yeah. Ugh. Weird. I don't know how I feel about it. Although it does make more it grows sense. On you. Um, yeah. And yeah, so then that makes more sense, right? Yeah. Dora Dora. It's like the same word, but Dora Ra Ra is just like, but where's the dog on? Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. I feel vindicated. <laughs> um and then he's like, everything below your chin is exposed, you dumbo. He, he's doing a punch flurry and like he broke his guard for a second. Yep. And Jodo is all like, holy shit, this stand is crazy mad powerful. Holy crap, I'm about to get punched in the jaw. Yeah. So, Josuke's all like, and here comes the, the final blow. It's gonna be sick. Goes to the uppercut. Teleport, disappear, time stop. And Josuke's all be- like, Jodoro's behind him. Josuke's like, what? How did he, what? And Jodoro just punches him. Just puts him down. 
Not just, with just, a stand. Just don't step to me. Yeah. Just punches him in the head. Not with a stand. Just literally yeah. just socks him because he's Jodoro. It's, it's easier. Why use your stand when you can just be Jodoro? Yeah. Also, Koichi is there. <laughs> also, he yelled at the girls before. Oh no, this is about to happen. Yeah. Um, and he just yells, all right, fuck off. Just- oh, um, now Jodoro's hat is all messed up because Joe skated the thing where he wrecks it and fixes it not quite right like he yeah. did that guy's face earlier. Yeah. Which is something that happens a lot in these first few episodes that never comes up again. Huh, interesting. Okay. Maybe he learns to control his power mm. better. The interpretation I've read of it, which isn't necessarily canon by any means, but I, I'm quite fond of, mm. is the idea that his power is to put things back together. Yep. Uh, that in his anger, particularly his hair-related anger, he just like does a slapdash job of it. <laughs> I just like to think that he had so little awareness of what it looked like before that when he accidentally touched it, it just went weird. Mm. And then he was like, yeah, it's close enough. So the girls scream when Jotaro punches Josuke. Yep. And then he's like, go away, girls. I hate... Th- I'm a misogynist. <laughs> I hate schoolgirls. Yeah. And they're like, then they blush and they're like, he's hot. Let's get out of here. <laughs> he's girls tiny. in Jojo. Oh, dear. And Koichi is there. And he's like, I don't know what's going on, but something is definitely happening. <laughs> Astute observation, boy. The new... Oh my god. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this, Liam? Something is definitely happening. The JoJo's Bizarre Adventure story. <laughs> oh no. Jotaro's still there and he's like, Gosh, I've had to stop time like that in a, in a fierce stand battle for ten years. I could only do it for like half a second. How dare he. If we kept fighting, we wouldn't have killed each other, but one of us would have gotten hurt. Mm. He's powerful. I respect him. Mm. He, would be a pa- he would be a good ally if he could keep his temper under control. And his weird personality. <laughs> his weird, naive personality that's always lovable. So he's like, Josuke, I've been trying to talk to you and you're pulling this hair crap, but here's what's going on. So. There's there's this guy in this town who's hiding here. His name's Angelo. Well, he tells us that later, but let's just get out of the way. Yeah. Um, his name's Angelo. He's a serial killer. He's a super criminal. Asshole man. Yeah. Joseph was trying to look you up with his, his spirit photos. Doesn't explain what spirit photos are, the Josuke. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. And he kept getting photos of this guy, and he's got a photo of the guy, and he's got, got a photo of the town with the guy's stand that we see later sort of looming in, in the sky. It's like a ghostly image. Yeah. Like an apparition that you can't quite make so out. So, like, watch out for this guy. He's dangerous. Koichi, if you see him, don't go to the police. Just run. Because you're fucked. You're fucked, Koichi. The police will not help you. Yeah. And Josuke, don't lose your temper and go get his attention, because that'll, that'll, that'll be go, a bad time for everyone involved. That'll be bad. Yeah. And then they were all like, oh no, the school entrance ceremony. It's the first day. Let's get out of here. My mum's going to kill me. Skedaddle sounds. And then Jodoro's like, man. Yep. That's Josuke. What a guy. I can consider him an ally. If only he can get past his weird personality. Cut across town. A stylishly dressed woman with purple hair and a red jacket is walking down the street. There's a guy in a car who looks like a fucking prep boy. What a fucking asshole. He's wearing like one of those, um, is it like gingham? The um, interlocking diamonds? Argyle. Argyle. Like an Argyle polo. Ugh, <laughs> so disgusting. And, and like, he's just driving in his red convertible and he's like, Hey baby, you want to go somewhere with me? Ooh, she's very pretty, isn't she? And Hello, she's like, lady. Yeah, I'd go anywhere with you. And he's, he's, he stops the car and like causes some grief to a tiny old woman who's walking down the road in the process. <laughs> with the enormous amount of exhaust coming out of the yeah. car. Yeah. Um, and he's like, hey, do you want to go anywhere with me? Yeah, I'd go anywhere with you. And then she's like, then you can go straight to hell. She grabs his his hair, which is like one of those up swoop things. Mm. Grabs his hair, smashes his face into the side of his convertible car window. So hard that it breaks the glass and dents the car. 
And then just walks off. Yeah. Tomoko. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of rage issues. <laughs> Very intense, but cool. So then a police officer starts biking past yeah. and this guy's like, Hey officer! Officer! I just got assaulted. I, that woman is crazy! This didn't seem like an appropriate response to, to the admittedly annoying action I was taking. And the police officer's like, oh. oh. He calls her a crazy bitch. Yeah. And the police officer's like, well, you know, I'm not going to arrest her because that's my daughter. I like you were doing a sort of Minnesotan accent for a second there. It's sort of very Fargo. That's my daughter. That's not it. But okay. That is my daughter. Yep. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah. He's just like, that's my daughter, Tamako. Uh, She's great. Her. I love her. Yeah. And then he walks over to the old lady and is all like, yo, old lady, we'll just get you to a nice place, shall we? Yeah. All right, oh, frat um, boy. Old, old How about lady, you fuck um, off? He says her name. Um, oh, that's right. Ba, 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 ba. Beloved old lady three in the town of Morio. Old lady Murakami. Old lady Murakami. Yeah. Would it be named after Murakami, the author? I doubt it, but yes, definitely. Excellent. <laughs> of which I have a book of right over there. Is it Norwegian wood? No, it's After Dark. After Dark. Yeah. Oh, so it is. There you go. Yep, it's night time now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and he's all like, well... I hate you. I'm not doing impartial police officering, officering, but I'm going to let you off with a warning this time for being assaulted. And the guy's like, and being a general nuisance. But my car! Later, dog. Bike on. Hey, Tomiko, how's it going? Tomiko's all like, ugh, men. Ugh, yeah, right. Anyway, I'm going Specifically that one man. And he's all like, how's Josuke doing? I hear he's studying high school today. Oh, you know, Josuke, I just hope he doesn't get in trouble or anything. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a good boy deep he's, down. He's got anger issues, but deep down he's got a real good heart. If only he got over that fucking hair of his. <laughs> do you want to celebrate him starting high school tonight? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing that tonight. Pan across the road. A big guy with like an open shirt for some... Open open jacket and no shirt for some reason. is walking down the street arm in arm with a woman. And she's all like, I want to go to Kameyu, which I assume is some sort of high fashion store. Yeah, something big. Buy me an expensive bag. And he's all like, oh, I don't want to buy you an expensive bag, but I will because... <laughs> You're my gal. They collide with a guy. And the guy says nothing. But he does. Grab the guy on the shoulder. Close up on that guy's eyes as they are initially angry and, and then... widen in fear. Oh no, what have Cut I done? Cut to black. It's after school now. Oh, lovely. Yay. Koichi is all like, hey, Josuke. Josuke, you want to hang out? We're in the same class. We're friends, aren't we? Yeah. We um, met this morning. Can I follow you to see Jotaro? Because he seems like a cool guy. Oh, I wasn't going to do that. What? Josuke, why weren't you going to do it? I don't want to... He says, I don't want to get involved with being some guy's love child. Now, he already is that. Things are fine as they are. Ooh, Ooh, indicative of things to indicative come. Indicative of room for personal growth. Hey. Whoa. This is very, um... This is, this is, um, Hero's Journey refusing yeah. the call. <laughs> this is the monomyth right mm, here, yeah. part four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very... I know that you described it as Twin Peaks, but it's very Twin Peaks, mm. where it's like, we have our little piece of town, that's how we like it. Yeah. Nothing bad comes in, nothing bad goes out. Nobody ever comes in, nobody ever comes out. But every night, the delivery trucks bring <laughs> Morio chocolate to all the good boys and girls. <laughs> we don't have that kind of industry to pump out anything else. Uh, <laughs> On the way home, I'm going to buy so much food. Because we keep mentioning these foods and now I'm really fucking hungry. <laughs> so they keep walking. They're like, um, 
well, let's go home. Let's not let's not go see Jotaro. Let's whatever. Some police cars drive past, and they're like, "Oh, police! Let's go see that." We're, we're just a couple of kids with nothing to do. Let's go check out a commotion. A couple delinquents slow pan into the woods they were standing next to. That woman's dead body is there. <gasps> the woman that the guy that was really big with the no shirt that was an open abru- jacket. That was an guy? abrupt escalation. Oh my god! I guess he just killed them for colliding with them on the street. Could this have some connection to the man who entered the town that Joseph had the spirit photos of that perhaps Jotaro has been looking Angelo? for? Oh. <gasps> That was his name! So his name's Anjiro Kawagiri or something. Kawagiri, something. Not Kawagiri, that's the name of a future character. Kawagiro? Uh, His name is Angelo. Hey, hello. Welcome to my very own show. I'll introduce my friends to you. Oh no, it's Ninny Poo. (laughs) Shooby dooby doo wop wop. My name is Angelo, and you are not Manoir. I can't remember the rest of the lyrics, but I think I did pretty well. What the fuck was that? That was the Angela Anaconda theme song. Oh, nice. Very well done. For anyone who hasn't seen Angela Anaconda, look it up because you're missing out on life. <laughs> it's a children's TV show that I don't know was broadcast outside of Australia. I think it was French Canadian. French Canadian. Maybe just regular Canadian. Maybe. I don't know. Anjiro, with, with an R. Anjiro. Well, yeah, because it's the same in Japanese. Yeah, Anjiro Katagiri, or also known as Angelo, okay, as Josuke on. says. Sorry. <laughs> I love this. It's Anjiro, quotation marks, Angelo. Yeah, well, that's what Joseph gave, That's what Joseph said. What uh, Jodoro said in this episode. But it's like they call him Angelo. His name is Angelo. Yeah, they're the same. In <laughs> Japanese, it's the same. So his name is actually just but Angelo. This is, this is, you know, this is Katakana as opposed to and also JoJo's Bizarre Adventure musical references <laughs> because oh. Angelo is a reference to Angelo Badalamenti. Whoa, what? An American composer best known for his work scoring films for David Lynch. No shit! Notably, Blue Velvet, Twin Peaks, and Mulholland Drive. Holy what shit! What up, my dog? Oh my god! Everything is connected here. Yeah. Red string everywhere. <laughs> Holy shit, okay. That's... Wow. I can't believe I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> I saw his name at the start of, like, every Twin Peaks episode. Actually, fun fact about Twin Peaks. Every episode starts with just the credits and nothing else. So you see Angela. Wow, that's super weird. A show starting with the credits? No, but normally it's like the credits are underneath the action or something like that. This is just like slow pan for two and a half minutes as the credits roll. And you're like, okay. Oh, and while we're doing music references, uh, mm. Crazy Diamond is of course a reference to Pink Floyd's uh, Shine On You Crazy Diamond. I still haven't heard of it. A nine Pink part Pink Floyd composition. Holy fuck, that sounds amazing. First appeared on Pink Floyd's 1975 concept album, Wish You Were Here. Nice. Fuck yeah, Pink Floyd. I should really go back and listen to some Pink Floyd sometime. Because I really didn't like it growing up. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, damn, they did, son, psychedelic uh, The stuff. Wall, right? Yes. Yeah. Another Britain Yeah, not, not really my sort of thing, but I appreciate the, um... Oh, uh, dude. The artistry. When I was, um... You know, um... <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Jojo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure Part 4 syncs up perfectly with uh, Dark Side of the Moon. What? <laughs> you know that's a thing people talk about? Yeah. <laughs> Just my dumb joke. And he's you, patting me on the shoulder patronizingly. You tried. You tried. I thought it was pretty good. You know, every episode of Part 4 syncs up perfectly with one of the Pink Floyd albums. Mm. Shit, maybe it does. The title of the song, Shine On You Crazy Diamond, mm-hmm. can be seen as a reference to um, former mem- former band member Sid Barrett, which the song is a um, tribute and remembrance to. Okay. Um, because <laughs> this is... Oh, I, I think, think I'm going to need to see some citations on this because the the Wikipedia article claims that it's shine on you crazy diamond and it's capitalizing the letter, sorry, bolding the letters S, S Y and D, D to spell Sid. 
You know what? That's not the most far-fetched thing I've ever heard, though. I mean, you know. Oh, interesting fact. Um, and interesting citations just in this Wikipedia article. Hmm. It was intended to be a sidelong composition, like Atom Heart Mother and Echoes, but was ultimately split into two sections and used to book in the album. And I'm just bringing that up and quoting that because Atom Heart Mother and Echoes are two more musical references we will see in this part. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a Pink Floyd theme. Yeah, I like it. Mm. I like it. Man, part four is going really well yeah. so far. Pink Floyd, Twin Peaks. Um, murder. <laughs> There's a guy named Angelo. Okay, there is, the Sid Barrett incident is a subsection here. <laughs> okay. Now oh, this is just vaguely distressing. One day during recording, Barrett, now heavy set with a completely shaved head and eyebrows, wandered into the studio... Although well, Mason has since stated that he's not entirely certain whether Johnny Crazy Diamond was the particular work being recorded when Barrett was there. Mm -hmm. Because of his drastically changed appearance, the band did not recognise him for some time. When they eventually <laughs> determined the withdrawn in the man, the man in the corner was Barrett, Roger Waters allegedly became so distressed about his appearance he was reduced to tears. I would be. That's terrifying. That's some Junji Ito level mm. shit. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, bad things. Bad things. <laughs> there's, probably a, there's probably a whole saga here that I don't have time to delve into yeah. while we're recording this. Anyway, so... We go to the police cars. Go to the police cars. And they're outside a Sun Mart? Sure. I believe it's called. I basically just assumed it was a 7-Eleven. <laughs> well, it is, but yeah. it's in Japan, so yeah. it's something. And a man has come out. He's got a knife to the throat of a poor convenience store worker. <gasps> what? But this poor con... Well, this lady, mm -hmm. she she has no gun with which to defend herself. Yeah, she's, she's got no st this is, stake in this. is a very odd weapon to pull out of my mind, <laughs> but she doesn't have a stand either. There we go. You know what my stand is? A gun. I can pull weapons out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um. Oh dear. Um. So she's she's it's it's a classic hostage situation. Yeah. He's all like, "Hey, everyone, get away from that car! I'm gonna use that to escape the police." And the police right. are like, "It's the guy. It's the guy that, that what's his face that, that was hassled by Angelo earlier." Yeah. And this guy's all like, like hey. "He seemed a bit. He seemed like a bit of a jerk as per his mode of dress, but not and a." Murder his yeah. girlfriend and then go rob a convenience store, Joe. Yeah, he doesn't seem quite that drastic. Yeah. He seems a bit off right now. Yeah. Um, and all the police are like, please don't do anything crazy. We yeah. don't want you to do anything crazy. Don't do anything crazy. And Koichi is also there and he's like, wow, Joe, this is pretty crazy. We should just be really sensible. We should not get involved. Hey, you with the stupid hair. I said get away from that car. You fucking did what Excuse for my hair? And Koichi's like, oh, shit. And then he immediately... Three times in one episode. Immediately starts glowing with a purple aura of I think it's anger. red now, actually. Oh, a red he's, anger he's bright, aura. Everything shifts red. And he's like, he struts on up. fucking dare you? Um, I, I, took a, I took a special note of the katakana that appeared here. Let me check what it was. Loom. As he steps in. And it's just like, how dare you? No, Mr. Jotaro warned us not to get involved. This man insulted my hair. That's like insulting my firstborn, which it is. He struts on up to them. The guy's like, hey, what are you doing here? I'm doing a hostage thing. Can't you see I'm busy? I'll kill her. I'm crazy. I got those crazy eyes going on. Yeah? Well, get crazy to hell. Get crazy diamond. Uh, Josuke summons crazy diamond, who, because of the color shift, is like cherry red and just looks tight. Um... <laughs> Who lunges towards these guys. Obviously, they can't see him. Though, as we're about to learn, the guy's possessed by a stand, so he might not be. He might Who be knows? Who it's knows? unclear. Yeah. He, he punches, punches through both of them, holding... grabbing the knife in the process. Yep. And we see, like, the final stance where his hand is both through the lady and the guy. <laughs> as if he were killing so many cacuines. <laughs> <laughs> and the knife is being held on the other side. Yeah. 
and then he pulls it back out, pulling away the woman's apron in the process to reveal she is entirely unharmed. What a tight maneuver to do with your your fix things powers. And she's like, "What? But I didn't get hurt." And the guy is also fine, or so he appears at fl- at first. But then he's like, "Oh, my knife is in my body now, not like stabbing into me, but like in my body." And Josuke's like. You should get a surgeon to fix that in prison hospital. Boom! You know, prison hospital. Yeah, those things that exist in prisons. (laughs) Yeah. In prison hospital. Yeah. You're going right to prison hospital. The real prison was the hospital all along. The um, police tackle the guy now that his hostage has been taken away. It's all all sorted. Yep. Fun, fun fact about this scene. There's a few there's a few crowd shots in this scene, a few wide shots because mm-hmm. of um, all the crowd gathered around. Uh, in the anime, they've inserted like um, shadowy, undefined or silhouetted um, cameos of a lot of future characters we'll meet in more in depth over the course of the part. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because it's a small town. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. Nice. And there's a few other shots like that throughout the part. Um... A couple of key ones I'll circle back to, but um, yeah, for example, there's a few sort of villains of the week in the background here, some characters we meet in greater detail later on too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I really, really appreciate that, that attention to detail. Mm, that is fun. Mm. That's a fun time. I guess you can do that when you have like the source material already written. Yeah. So you're like, oh, well, obviously they'd just be in the town. Let's, let's chuck it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Where are we at? So then this guy's tackled to the ground. Oh, yeah. And he starts almost puking, and then an arm comes out of his yeah. mouth. Big guy made of water. And this blue watery arm turns into a big blue watery body. Yeah, he's probably like, I don't know. He's like a phantom. He's like the size of a, cu- of a few shoes. Yeah, he's kind of like the size <laughs> you know, of a... that normal metric. <laughs> he's like the top half of a person. Like a very, very small person. Yeah. Uh, and he's got, like, that Casper look to him. Yeah. Crawls backwards into a storm drain. He's like, weird... You know, like, the way the girl from The Ring moves? Yeah. Almost like that. What are they called? It's... Oh, it starts with an O. Like, O-key or something. Oni? Oni. That's the one. It's like an Oni. Is it? Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and Josuke's like, what the fuck are you? He's like... He's like, ah, you're another stand user. I'm gonna get you. And he's all like, um... How dare you get in my way? I possess this man and use him to do crimes. Yeah, well, as long as you don't mess up with my hair, you you can do that. That's fine. He he leaves. And he's and all like, I'm watching you. Koichi's like, Jodo was right. There is something in this town. Something bad. Something on the horizon. Camera pans down along the shadow cast by tangled tr- trees. Oh, before that, uh, this stand that crawled out of this guy's mouth. Uh, he's watching him. But I love it because... He's covered in eyes. Oh, he's like, I'm going to be watching you, Jessica. He's got like a jewel kind of necklace that also has eyes Mm. on it. And he's just like, I'm watching you with my two eyes. watching. And you're just like, how many? Okay. So you're watching with all those eyes, are you? Yep. Hmm. Okay. He'll get you. Yeah. Cut to the near future. Like the next day or Mm -hmm. something. There's a tree. We look behind the tree. Whoa. So ominous. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Josuke, get the damn phone. Oh, there was a moment. I think it was when Angelo was menacing those two passers-by, one of whom was mm. he possessed and used to do crimes. Yep. Um, where you were like, ah, oh, we're about to get some some good old menacing katakana here. But we didn't. And what we instead got was like a weird colour palette shift just on the guy where he like went red and was covered in crisscrossed lines. Yeah. That was, that was cool. I feel like we're going to have to talk about... My love for this art style in a different episode because we've been going for a while. Yeah, okay, let's keep moving. Yes. Um, Jotaro gets a phone. Oh, Tomoko comes into the house shouting at Josuke to answer the phone. And Josuke's all like, okay. They've got a very adversarial parenting relationship, but I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, single parent. You yeah. Know, yeah. It's hard. She's stressful. She's, she's a working girl. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, so Josuke's like, hang on, I'll get it, as he's, like, curling back his yep. pumpy just, hair. Just refining his pump. Uh, like, hey, it's up. me, Jotaro. You remember me? We spoke yesterday, then you never came back. <laughs> he's like, oh, hey, Jotaro, what up? Yeah, um, I wasn't going to get involved with this, but then I had, um, you know, just a, just a casual encounter with a serial killer. <laughs> and Jotaro's all like, yeah. I'm in the Morio Grand Hotel. We see Jotaro. He's in this, like, sweet, sweet. Yeah, he's in a penthouse kind of thing. That's as far as I can go. I don't think... Maybe it's not quite that grand. It's not like a skyscraper sort of situation. It's more like a nice hotel. Yeah, he's in a a great hotel room. Um, It's fucking great. Um, blah, blah, blah. They talk. Hey, you're going to come see each other? Great. Let's let's sort out this, this Angelo situation. Tomoko's in the garage with the garage door open. She's digging around like, where's that damn shovel? I've got to do chores. And then I think Angelo gets off a bike. His bicycle's on up. He's, dis- he's adopted a cunning disguise as a milkman. <laughs> where he's wearing a big red hat that says, Lucky Land Milk. Lucky Land, of course, being the name of Hiroko Araki's production studio. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. And he's like, ah, I'm going to get you, Josuke, to be continued. <laughs> no opening or ending this time, but we'll talk more on that in a bit. Okay. Um, All right. So, Nick. Yes. What are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? Oh my god. Lowlights are going to be tricky. Uh, highlight would probably have to be um, the second... The Josuke Jotaro fight. Oh yeah. Because I think it says a lot about both of mm. them. It is, it, I think it is effectively establishes um, Crazy Diamond's credentials. Yep. Um, it tells us what state uh, Star Platinum is in, given... You know, Jotaro's here. Ten apparently. years of not using it. Not necessarily not using it, but not using it to the extent that it would have been worth doing a story about. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just a good, like, scene where you just see everything you need to see and not much else. Yeah. And it's like, it just happens, you mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah. My highlight, I think, is that one shot where Jotaro and Josuke make their initial eye contact and the turtle breaks the tension. <laughs> it's like, ah, turtles! I think that One of the things that I love about Josuke's characterization mm. is that he's got that... Once, once you get past his initially timid introduction, mm. he's got that um, that Jojo bombastic personality. Mm. He's got that loud flair, but he's also, you know, he's a sweet boy. Yeah. He's got that He's got that Jonathan Joestar pure heart underneath that Jotaro Kujo Joseph Joestar delinquent jerk yeah. exterior. <laughs> he has a big heart. Deep this down. is, I suppose, one of the first examples of the the theme of part four uh, about how you shouldn't judge people based on their appearances mm-hmm. because Josuke looks and dresses like a typical... Delinquent uh, asshole. Yeah, stereotype Japanese delinquent. Mm. But he's a good kid. He is a good kid. Mm. He's scared of turtles. Mm. But he faces that fear and tries to overcome it and prove himself. Jotaro is just like, you know, turtles are marine creatures. Mm, I'm really into those. You want to go talk about turtles a bit? I can try to help. You know, this is my favourite species of turtle. Yeah, it's got, um, you know, biology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, low lights. Low lights. Um, probably... Oh, sidebar, also, they, um... Josuke hmm? punching through those two people was awesome. Oh, fuck me. So good. I feel like this is really just breaking out from the, you know, we've got to be careful that stands don't get seen mm. to... No just one's going to question do whatever it. the fuck you want. Yeah. Let's just fucking defuse a hostage situation mm-hmm. with a whole crowd yep. with a stand. You know? It's yeah. fine. No one will fucking understand it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's yep. fine. Low light. Hmm. I mean, I want to say it's probably going to be the... Like, the ending of the hostage situation where it just kind of happens and then he just runs away. Yeah, that's fair. And it's like, oh. It's very much setting oh. up things to come later. Yeah. But it just... At the time, you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 
weird yep. and annoying. But even then, it's not really a low light. It's just a setup. Mm. So you're just kind of like, okay, all right, I'll wait. That's fine. I think the low light for me is probably... Um, oh, had one in my head? Got away from me. Um, let me think. Tomoko. No, she's rad. Uh, <laughs> Prep boy. No, because he's, he's involved in a good scene. Yeah, he is. Um, I suppose if I had to pick one thing, it's one of those things we had to pick, I guess. Mm. Uh, it would probably be the fact that, although I like it, Josuke's introduction is not really representative of who I think he generally is as a character. He's, mm. he's not the timid and submissive figure he's first painted as. Yeah. He's just sort of something else. Yeah. That we don't know about yet. Because deep down he has a good heart. But we have to he's, distinguish he's him much from... More, he's much more like he is in the rest of the episode. He's like pretty casual, pretty laid back, but yeah. he's not like the shrinking violet he first appears to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Noted, Liam. <laughs> so, Nick. What? I think it's time that I ask you. Ask me what? What do you think's going to happen mm-hmm. next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part four, Diamond is Unbreakable, episode two, to set the scene... Mm-hmm. Um, Angelo is plotting against Josuke Higashikata. He's watching him. He's got Jodoro's gone to meet up with him to resolve this serial killer situation. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part Four: Diamond is Unbreakable, Episode Two? Josuke Higashikata! Exclamation point meets Angelo. Ooh, Angelo, Angelo doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. Um, well, obviously, Milkman is going to try and be all like, "Hello there, the Milkman," and then will Josuke be like? <gasps> It's an enemy stand, maybe? Could be. Yeah. I'm thinking Josuke will be like, that's not the milkman. Mm-hmm. That's a different milkman. <laughs> yeah, where's our regular milkman guy? Yeah. So I reckon that's going to happen. But then he might go on his own little like vision quest and be all like, <laughs> but hang on a minute. Yeah, you only take with you what you only... Fuck it, I was doing that Star Wars thing. It's not <laughs> worth it. It's hot in here. I, you, I reckon... you know, that bit where he goes into the tree and fights his father and then it's yeah. himself. Yeah. I reckon it's going to be... Oh, he'll go into a tree and fight Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> he'll go into a tree. He'll fight himself, Josuke. And um, then he'll break, he'll break the, the hair. Cycle. He'll break the hair oh, and God. it'll be Joseph. Yeah. That's, um, that's the opposite of what... It doesn't matter. It's hot. Uh, no. Okay. So what I think is going to happen is he's going to notice that it's the wrong milkman or something to that effect. Uh, and then I'll be like, you know what? People keep making fun of my hair. But you know what else I love? My family. And my milk. And my milk. So I'm going to go out. I'm going to find Angelo. He's not going to find the real Angelo yet. So that'll just be like the crux of what else is going on. So structure wise, I suppose, Mm. do you think Angelo is being set up as the big villain for the part or? It's hard to say Mm. because I think Angelo will be possessing people. Yeah. And those will be. You know, like early Sailor Moon where like Mm. the villains are around. It's like this week we're going to possess the people who run the, run the hair salon and make them do a devilish scheme. You think it'd be like that? It's a bit. Yeah. Where it's It's sort of like Angelo's going to be watching them and he's like, ah, Josuke is going to the baseball diamond. I'll possess the pitcher and make him do a stand battle with him. So it'll just be a bunch of Angelo being like, (laughs) let's plot against this Josuke. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why he has such a thing against Josuke at this point. Maybe because he doesn't. Like, rubbery. I guess maybe it's because he doesn't like stand users and he's yeah. like, I don't like any threat. Yeah. Oh, we skipped over, but Angelo was sentenced to death, escaped his execution, and is now at large. Somehow he survived. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Um, yes. So I reckon Josuke will probably enlist the help of Jotaro. Makes sense. Uh, and just be like, yo, something freaky just happened. I need your help. And Jotaro will be all like, sure. So th- I-, I was talking about this a little in our retrospective episode, I think, I, I really like Jotaro as the sort of mentor figure to Josuke mm. because him being so self-serious all the time, I think really suits that that role. Yeah. Where he's like, you got to do better, kid. Yeah. Good work. 
but be like me. I never lose my cool. Yeah. I think because Josuke feels at this point, he feels so timid. Whereas Jotaro is like, you're a Joestar now. Yeah. Get used to it. And he'll be like, you're a Joestar now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he'll just be like, hey, I'm cool. You need to be cool. Live up to the family name, you little shit. Yeah. Um, which will be nice to see because now we'll see the evolution of a character mm-hmm. beyond like Monster of the Week. Yep. Yeah. I'm keen. Um, Koichi's also there. Koichi. Yeah, Koichi is there. He could be the speed wagon of part four. If I had to, if I had to compare him to another character, I would probably say he's most like the Polnareff of part four. Okay. So he has Without giving anything kinda... away, but he's got, he's, he's got his own plots going on. Okay. All right. Maybe it's like, but I'm so useless. I can't do anything. He's like, don't worry, little buddy. Puts hand on shoulder. You're not useless for me because you're baked. And then just throws I, I won't go into any detail further on this other than setting it out as something to watch out for. But he's also a surprising amount of his development over the story and also some visual design stuff we get into later mm. is a big reference to Dragon Ball Z. Huh. Particularly Gohan. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Shit, I'm keen then. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be gonna be a tight time. I have two questions for you to follow up. Yes. No opening or closing this time. Uh, um, I probably can't get you to predict the opening because what the hell would that be? Oh, I think I know what the opening would be. Okay, go ahead then. It's gonna be a very like big band style thing, so it won't be like um, very dramatic and like there's a lot of melodrama. It'll just be, like, be like good times. Yeah, just like fun, exciting. Maybe a bit generic anime. Yeah, sure. A little bit where it's like, Josuke's running and then he like oh, has a little got, trip. He's got his toast in his mouth. Yeah, and he's like, does a little trip and he's like, oh no, I'm left school. And then we like pan He, he runs past her. like half a dozen other characters we see. Jodoro's punching things yeah. and then he like looks up and he has a glint in his eye. Mm-hmm. And then we see like Angelo scheming or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know, but something cool. like that. And um, okay, we're, we're, in the, we're in the depths of the 90s. Yes. What do you think our ending song could be? The depths of the... Is it a Western song? Yes. Like, previously we had, like, um, Roundabout and uh, Walk Like an Egyptian. Yep. Um, And what's-his-name's song? Yep. uh, Last Train Home. Last Train Home. It might be a bit obscure, to be honest. It could just be Pink Floyd. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, Maybe... The 90s, though. Mm. That's the thing. Apparently they had a a bit of a time um, Mm. trying to get some rights for an an era-appropriate song, from what I've heard anecdotally. But uh, the one they end up with, I I remember seeing the the artist behind it tweeting and being like, hey, this is pretty cool. Ooh. Someone who's actually interested in anime. Or at least aware that it exists. Maybe it'll be like a hip-hop or like rap song. Oh, yeah. So, like... 90s 90s hip hop. Yeah, because Eurobeat Venga Bus. Yeah, Josuke has the uh the flair of like big pants, mm-hmm. big clothing, sort of that hip hop look. I will say in the in the something awful thread, um mm. in the lead up to this coming out, particularly after the first episode it aired, because there wasn't one in it, mm. there was a lot of speculation about what the song could be. Mm. Um I remember the reaction when everyone learnt what it was, being like, never saw this coming. It's perfect. Wow, okay. Uh, I also remember a very vocal contingent of people being like, what if it was All-Star by Smash Mouth? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, era appropriate and a timeless classic. Yeah, I was pushing something I was hoping it would be, um, which I don't mind that it isn't because the choice they went with is amazing. Okay, um, all right. Was I thought Stand by R.E.M. could have been good. <laughs> Stand in the place where you live. Oh. It's about the description of the part. Fucking hell. <laughs> it, is it a 90s song? I think so. Interesting. Maybe it's... Because I don't think it's going to be like a mainstream pop song because it's a Japanese uh, thing referencing the 90s. Well, keep in mind, um, something we've discussed previously way back in the day was mm. that Araki listens to a lot of Western yeah. music while he works because yeah. he doesn't have to worry about the lyrics. Mm. 
so interfering with him there. Could be like early 90s song. Mm. Mm. Man, I wonder what it would be. Maybe it's Juno Reactor. Who knows? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like a weird, well, not weird, but like very soundtrack-esque okay. dance music. So we will, I suppose we will find out either next week or the week after. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Ooh. But it's going to be good. Oh man, I'm hyped. I'm, I'm, I, I, you're ready. I have a personal anecdote about, um, sometime, sometime we were hanging out when we heard this song and I had to like very much moderate my reaction to not mark out about it, it being a Jojo thing and we having a podcast about it. Oh, okay. All right. This is, uh, I can't even ask you when it was. No. I'd be giving too much. Oh shit. <laughs> it was pretty good though. Shit. I tweeted okay. about it. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> You tweeted about it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Don't look at the Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Um. So, bit of unfortunate bookkeeping at the end of the show. Yes. Um, I know we just took a week off and we did the retrospective episodes. It's been a while since we've had a proper episode. But it's likely that for the next episode or two, we might have to return to a fortnightly schedule. Mm. Um, just because things have gotten very hectic at work for me recently in a way that... Is unavoidable. Unavoidable and unsustainable. Um, suffice to... S- I won't go into the details, but suffice to say, um, we've had some key absences at work uh, in my team, which means I'm basically a- adopting the workload of three people, and I just... The prospect of doing all that, then spending all weekend recording and editing a podcast kind of makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> so, uh, we are just going to have to... S- it's People will be returning eventually, so... Yeah. I would be surprised if it went for more than two episodes, likely just one, but uh, we'll probably have next week off mm. just because I need to survive. I'm very sorry about it. It's not a decision I make lightly. Because mm. you also have your other podcasts. Yeah, as well. exactly. Yeah. And it's the Fringe Festival at the moment, which for career reasons, I kind of need to see some shows in. <laughs> You're kind of like the guy that goes to them and goes, okay, now I can do my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's a busy time. I'm, I'm very sorry that it's it's causing a schedule interruption at this this critical time where we're so hyped to be starting part four, mm. but it's unavoidable and we will do our best to surmount it. As we'll soon let as the hype sink in. Mm. That's what we'll go with. And you know, I, I would be very surprised if this happened, but if someone comes back next week and things get a bit easier, then maybe we'll be able to change it. But that at would, point, that would yeah. be a pleasant surprise for you and me. A miraculous. Joy time. Yeah. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. If you want to correspond with us, hit us up at Jojo's Podcast at gmail.com or the same on Twitter. Uh, if you would like to support us in a more financial manner, you can head on over to Patreon. Mm-hmm. We sometimes do some bonus content at the end of every month. Our new theme song, which I've probably appended to this episode, is Joe Grassy by Milk Juice, aka Nick Valentine. Hello. I. <laughs> trying to make that song was a nightmare Joe Grassy, the next generation oh man like the thing that you gave me was make it just really like Savage Garden and I was like how the fuck do I top Savage Garden Liam I also gave you like Twin Peaks gave you yeah. 90s vibes yeah. uh, and I was just there like you, oh, yeah, okay. you, really, you really honed in on Savage Garden I really did because you were like okay like Savage Garden and then I was talking to someone else about it and he's like I basically described it as, yeah, Liam told me to go with, like, Savage Gun and Twin Peaks and all that. And they were like, man, Savage Gun is a good pick. You don't, you don't understand. If Savage Gun is a good pick. I was like, oh, okay. So I have to go very Savage Gun. It's like, Nick, Savage Garden is a very good it's pick. It's very 90s. Yeah, it really is. That's why they were like, man. That's why everyone forgot about them as soon as it turned 2000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued.